Podcasting from the Space Coast in Florida, this is the Dadpreneur Podcast, where we'll feature entrepreneurs, share digital marketing strategies to help grow your business, and discuss the dynamics of family and business. Now your host, Alex Oliveira. Welcome back to the Dadpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Oliveira, and I'm glad you're here today listening to our online lead generation masterclass that we're continuing. I think we're on episode 13 of this masterclass, and that's from the ebook that we created last year called The Ultimate Guide to Online Lead Generation. So we've covered lots of ground in the last 12 episodes of the masterclass, everything from your brand to your figuring out your audience, your website, landing pages, just laid the ground for all of that. Now we're at the point where we discuss the offer, right, for your product or service, and we're going to get into the different channels. So this is the fun part, you know, get to really understand all the different types of media channels that exist today digitally. There's so many, but we're going to cover about six different ones. And today we're going to specifically talk about SEO, search engine optimization, not the mythical creature that many think it is. Um, it is hard, definitely more, probably one of the most complex channels that exist online today, but you can definitely conquer it to a certain extent. Now you have to sort of have a, a uh, realistic view of what your goals are, right? You're not going, going to hire an SEO today and expect that you're on page one within a month or two or three. As a matter of fact, you should run if anybody, a company or a freelancer contractor tells you that they're going to do your SEO and they're going to make you rank, get you to page one you know, within the first two, three months or even six months. No one can guarantee you page one position zero. Like no one can do that. There's not a single SEO on the face of the planet that, that can guarantee you they'll get you there. Because even if I use every tactic, every I mean, really cover everything about the algorithm, everything about my industry, all the content, like beat every competitor when it comes to organic uh, content and traffic. I may still not get to page one, position one, because I don't control the algorithm, right? We know that there are over 200 ranking factors on Google. And then you've got Bing and DuckDuckGo and Yahoo and other search engines. Then on top of that, they're changing those algorithms, um, which is mostly driven by AI, right? But it's programmed and, and coded by developers. So I'm not going to pretend that I understand every single thing that they do, because sometimes it doesn't even make sense to us who um, are measuring the performance and every move that is made. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. And I've come to the conclusion that I can't be chasing SEO leads, meaning I don't want to depend on SEO as the main source of leads for my business. It's SEO it is important. I need to do it, which means I need to create lots of content and optimize regularly, build links and all of that, which we're going to talk about in this episode. But I'm not going to chase being page one, position one, 
for every keyword that relates to my product or service. I just can't do that. I have to understand that the other channels that we're going to talk about in the upcoming episodes, like social media and email and uh, paid traffic, those are all very you know viable channels that so long as you're willing to put a budget, the leads will show up, right? And with SEO, it's just not the case, but you need to do it. Right? It's just trying to figure out what level you need to. But before we get into today's uh, lesson here, I want to go right from the start and give you 10 surefire ways to improve your SEO. Number one, create quality content. And I know that's very broad, but it really comes down to that. If you do not have quality content, I can attest to the fact that you will be very hard pressed to find yourself on page one. So create quality content. Two, identify the best keywords for your business. We're also going to talk about that, and I'm going to put links to other podcasts that we've covered how you do keyword research. The keywords for your product, your service, your brand, those are very important, and you want to benchmark against your competitors and what people are searching for. Three, you want to improve your website load speed. That is one of the quickest ways to improve your uh, bounce rate, to improve user experience. You don't want a website that is taking too long to load. Users will exit and leave, right? So improve your website speed. Build links to quality and relevant websites. Super important. You want to build links to other websites. The websites have to have high domain authority and have relevant information that is sort of complementary to your website, okay? So make sure it doesn't have to be the exact industry, but you have to have similar audiences, Number five, write unique and relevant meta tags, descriptions, and subheadings for every page. So when you do a website audit or an SEO audit, which most companies offer for free today, they're going to come back and they're going to crawl your website, the sitemap, and they're going to come back and tell you about your meta tags, descriptions, and how you're using all of that, you know, internal, external links within the blog um, or your actual web pages right? Tagging the images, also very important. Number six, manage your Google My Business profile. Now, Google My Business is even more important for local businesses because that gives you the um, ability to optimize your Google Maps, right? And Google reviews, which is super important for most businesses. And you can also do posting on there and they have great insights. So make sure you have access to Google My Business by going to business.google.com. Number seven, optimize your images with the proper tags. That's also something else that you can do. Go through your website in the media section where you upload all your images and make sure that they have the proper tags. I like tags specifically with my brand name on them so that this way when people find it, they know if they cite it maybe even, they may use the link with my image, it's gonna come back to my website, right? Number eight, use simple readable URL structure. So don't use like uh, xyz.com forward slash blog one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, a number or some form of a code on your URL structure doesn't mean anything. You want to actually write out the description of the content that's on there, right? Typically between 60 and 100 characters. Um, create quality content on a consistent basis. So we talked about creating quality content as being one. The second one is creating consistent quality content. So you have to be consistent. Do it every week. Do it every month. 
If you can get your website to a couple thousand pages, do that. You, you're going to be the authority in your field. And even then, you have to continuously optimize the website. But the content and the consistent basis is super important. And then last but not least for the, my top 10 surefire ways for you to improve your SEO is to learn from your web analytics report. It's the, This is the part that so many marketers, so many business owners, they get fatigued by the time that they've put the strategy together. They've launched the campaign. They're generating traffic and leads. And whether you're succeeding or not, by this point, you're feeling like, oh man, I just don't have the time to dig deep into the data. But you must dig deep into the data because if you don't, you, will not, you won't know whether it worked or it didn't. So as I mentioned, these are just 10 stepping stones for you to start your SEO on the right place, right? Then you can break it down into um, five different blocks. And I like the way that SEMrush or SEMrush, um, the platform that offers a suite of SEO tools, I like the way that they put their checklist. And I'm going to add the link to the podcast here on the podcast. They break it down into sections in these five pillars. It's the only checklist that you'll ever need, really. It's basically... You've got SEO basics, which includes things like setting up your Google Search Console and Bing Webmaster Tools. These are free tools that you want to ask your SEOs, are they using it? And, and, and do you have access to it? Setting up your Google Analytics is important. Installing and configuring your plugins like Yoast on WordPress would be a plugin that you use for SEO. Generating and submitting your sitemap, fairly simple activity right? So we're still in SEO basics. Creating robots.txt file. Talk to your SEO. Technical, but very simple thing to do. And then check your search console for manual actions. They will alert you of errors or when things aren't working. So you want to make sure you're looking at that regularly, just like you would for Google Analytics. And then make sure that your website is indexed. So if you have pages, you want to make sure that you are allowing those pages to be public and that they can be indexed, okay? So next, we're gonna look at keyword research. That's the second block, identifying your competitors, finding your money keywords, long tail keyword variations, then create a keyword map. I love using um, Answer to Public to do this and um, also keyword.io is another tool that you can use it. But I'm gonna give you guys a bunch of different tools that we use in the industry. Many of them have free trials, so that's no problem there. Analyze the intent of pages that rank. So as you're doing this keyword research, you will actually go manually and look at what the suggested keywords are or related keywords are, and you make a list and you go from there. And that sort of helps you create content that is more relatable to your viewers, right, or, or visitors. Identify the questions that are being asked. FAQs work like a charm. So take a look at Quora.com, go to your industry uh, sort of groups and, and take a look at it, whether you're a mortgage broker, financial advisor, real estate agent, um, any of the industries, you're gonna find a slew of questions that people ask and then you see like on Quora, people go really deep into the answers. Same thing for Reddit. So take a look at those forums. Um, and then the last part of keyword research is understanding how difficult it is to rank the target keywords. You can do that by using the keyword planner tool on Google ads. 
You, 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 you set up a Google ads account, which is free, but you have to put in your credit card. Then you get access to the keyword tool. Now, keeping in mind that those keywords are mainly for paid search, not organic. So, but it will give you an idea of how difficult it is to rank, whether it's low, medium, or high, and then what the cost per click is for those keywords. This way you can keep a top of mind. What value am I going to put on these keywords? And am I going after it now or later? All right, the third block is technical SEO. Here we get a little bit more deep into the tech side of things, so you definitely wanna to talk to your um, developer for this, but make sure that you're using HTTPS. That's just an SSL certificate. You know, browsers like Chrome and, the, and other ad blockers will block you if you're not using the S in the HTTP on the domain. Check for duplicate versions of your site. Uh, that doesn't typically happen, but it's good to, to check. Um, find and fix crawl errors, which you can use Google Search Console for that. You improve site speed. You can use the Google Page Speed Load Speed uh, Test. It's a free tool. We're going to put the link in here as well. It takes two seconds. It'll tell you exactly on mobile and desktop what are the things that you need to fix. Is it images that are too heavy and then you need to compress them? Or, you know, like for example, most of your images should be in PNG and, and not a JPEG or anything like that. Um, Fixing into a broken internal and, and outbound links. This is really important because the last thing you want to do is put out links that people go to a page that is empty or you get like a 404 error or something like that. So make sure that your links work. All right. Make it mobile friendly. This shouldn't be really an issue today in 2021. Most websites should be mobile friendly because Google is indexing mobile first. Right. So, you know, and not every website is mobile first. I'll give you an, an example. If you look at the top 100, the list of the top 100 sites by ranking uh, based on traffic in the United States, um, this list is from March of 2021. The, the number one site being uh, Google um, and look at their rate is 67 percent of their visitors come from mobile. All right. On the other hand, for YouTube, which Google owns and is the second largest search engine, they to only 21% is from mobile traffic. So you definitely want to look at your your website to see, you know, how much traffic is mobile versus desktop. If you look at Reddit, only 34% is mobile. But then here's a couple of sites that mobile dominate, like uh, Facebook. 62% of their traffic is from mobile. CNN.com, Walmart, north of 70%. Craigslist, 80%. So you have to really look to see which, um, where your site is in terms of mobile versus desktop. But in either case, you want to make sure that your website is mobile friendly, right? And then I'll give you other um, technical SEO tips and strategies here as well. Now, let's move on to the fourth bucket here or pillar, on page and content. Well, I mean, there's so much that I can say about content here that uh, we could sit here for days, you know, inbound marketing is all about content creation and content is everything from your copy to the images, to the videos, to the infographics, case studies, white papers, podcasts, you name it, right? Anything that people can consume digitally on your website or on other digital platforms, that's your content. And you want to make sure that your content, it, you're using the, the right links with it, you're using the right images, you're telling a good story, you have great headlines, 
And you do that all by doing your research and creating a really good SEO strategy. But the bottom line when it comes to unpage and content, it mostly has to do with creating lots of content on a consistent basis. That's pretty much the bottom line because we could talk about improving meta tags and descriptions and all that stuff is really good, right? But making sure that you're creating lots of content on a consistent basis, that's really the, the biggest takeaway here. And the last bucket here, the last pillar is the off-page SEO. Off-page SEO is just what happens outside of your website. So you wanna analyze your competitor's link profiles and perhaps go after linking to some of those sites by reaching out to their webmasters. There's a ton of companies that do link building for you out there, but you have to be careful because they promise you high domain authorities. Next thing you know, they are you know connecting your website, linking to websites that are low in quality and that can create a penalty, right? And so look, finding new link opportunities. You can do that also through SEMrush and a few others um, uh, platforms online that do SEO and they will search and scrape the, the web for competitors that have content a lot like yours, right? So it's really important. But look, the whole point of this masterclass is to teach you folks how to do lead gen, online lead gen. And the bottom line is that while SEO can be a channel that costs very little down the road when you're ranking for hundreds of keywords on page one and you're generating lots of traffic, that takes time, right? So there's a cost up front. And, and while you may get there, you have to understand that the first 12 to 24 months depending on the industry you're in, the competitive nature of it, it could take even longer than that for you to make it worthwhile. So it is an investment, a real investment up front. And making sure that you have the right person is just as important for you. So there's another podcast that I, um, I uh, put out a few months back and I'm going to link it to here. And it basically talks about the top 20, I think it's the top 20, 25 questions you should ask an SEO Again, SEO is, is to me part art, part science, but at the end of the day, you wanna make sure that you're working with a, an individual or an organization, an agency that assigns people who have creativity, who like to tinker. You know, they have tech, like tech chops. They're great at, at tech, IIT, but they wanna tinker and they're, they're, you know, always scratching their heads, trying to figure out how they can, you know, overcome the challenges that exist in SEO, because it, it is a, a cat and mouse game in a lot of ways, right? There's the basics that we've talked about today that are sure to get you traffic. How much traffic? You only know once you've been doing it for a while. Um, but, it, you know, someone that wants to look at the science part, so the data, analyzing that data and pinpointing, for example, creating heat maps, so that you can improve the user experience. Uh, Microsoft Clarity is a product that is free. You can get it on Microsoft uh, Webmaster Tools. And just like you can use Hotjar for heat maps, but basically looking at how people are navigating through your website and then making improvements upon that, right? Based on those findings. The writing, SEO copywriting is hard. But just copywriting in general is also hard. And there's lots of platforms we've talked about in the past, like 
text broker, Upwork, LinkedIn professional finders. I mean, there's lots of ways that you can find content writers, but I think it's really finding people who have ex expertise in your field, in your industry, or at least that understand how to do SEO copywriting. And, and so make sure you do that. Make sure you have a good web developer. And then that your marketing team or the marketing team that you hire to do your SEO understands your customer journey and your, your business goals, your KPIs. Because again, you start SEO today, you're not going to generate a boatload of leads tomorrow, right? And if you are already generating lots of traffic and leads from SEO, that's fantastic for you. Now it's trying to figure out how you can just kind of move the needle another 5% or 10% to have better conversions, right? So a couple of other resources I want to give you today for the SEO piece of the online lead generation guide is Google Search Central is the um, YouTube channel. So go to YouTube and type in Google Search Central. It's really fantastic. They have a bunch of different um, channels within there that talk about, you know, um, Search Central talks and the Webmaster Conference and uh, also training, Search for Beginners, Google Search News. I mean, it's really as transparent as as Google has been, you know, in a lot, for many, many years, um, while we always had people that worked at Google that were on, on, uh, on Twitter, you know, using the search liaison channel and they were sharing information, it wasn't as robust as it is these days. And it's been a few years that they've been doing a really good job. So I tip my hats off to Google in that way that they've been creating this community that feels a little bit more open source, a lot like sort of WordPress or Wikipedia. Obviously, there's still a long way from, you know, being nothing but helpful because like, look, Google, as we all know, the majority of their revenue comes from paid ads, not organic search. So organic search, while is important because people are searching for products, reviews, services, and information, they're not Wikipedia. They're not a nonprofit, right? They're a publicly traded company and they're beholden to their shareholders who want them to do whatever is best for clicks. They want to earn money. So you have to be careful with SEO for that reason, because if you are doing it first and foremost, because you want to create more content for your prospects and your customers, because it'll serve them better, right? And it'll help you grow your company in lots of different ways, then fantastic, right? Because you can nurture even your paid leads through your organic content right? But if you're doing it, going into it and saying, I'm going to spend X on SEO because I'm expecting to grow my business 50%, that's probably not going to happen. It just isn't going to happen. Now, I do have clients that generate half their leads, literally half and some even more than half and, and, and certainly web clicks. So they're actually website visitors, more than half from organic search. But the intent is a little bit lower. So you have to nurture the customer through that funnel a little bit more because when they find the articles that we write for those customers, those people are still in the research phase. Whereas if I do a paid ad, right, or a social media ad or an email marketing campaign, those are one-to-one -one sort of outbound message right there at the time when that customer is looking for that product or service. Whereas SEO, you've got these, uh, both on the B2B and B2C side, 
people who are at the top of the funnel, right? And they're still researching information. So while it's good, it's great for branding, definitely. It's not going to, to be your most viable channel for leads because the day that they change the algorithms, which happens often, sometimes your traffic can drop and then you're scratching your heads going, what did I spend all that money on SEO for? So again, SEO can be very powerful way to generate leads and sales, but you have to understand the complexities of it. You also want to have some considerations on ways to optimize your website for voice search. Um, as, as people more and more rely on, on a quick and reliable search option, businesses are going to need to assure that their content is optimized for voice search. Some of the top ways that you can optimize for voice search is to restructure your content. Maybe your content is the foundation of your SEO. So voice optimization also depends on the content, just like we talked about creating quality content. But it's important to rethink that the way that you write that content, right? And it should be more conversational, the language. It should focus on detailed and answers to common questions. So as I mentioned earlier, including FAQs in your product detail pages is a great way to optimize for voice search. Im improving your content readability. That one is really hard, especially if you're using uh, Yoast, you'll notice it's very hard to get the little green button but using long tail keywords are also important. Using a schema markup, you know, and then thinking mobile and local. So, you know, people search on the go on their on their phones. Google coined that term, um, the micro moment, right? And usually these searches are focused on local businesses like restaurants near me and things like that. So optimize your content separately for a, a computer or a laptop and mobile versions. So mo mobile versions are, should focus more on local searches, right? Because people are on the go. Another voice assistant statistic that I wanted to reveal to you guys is that um, common uses for mobile voice assistants are in the, in, in the car while driving, 62%. And while relaxing at home, 38%. So think about that for a second. People are using it more in their car. To almost twice as much. So that's really important. And then we also talked about this other um, part as far as technical SEO, improving website loading speed, right? That's going to be good for voice search or anything else. So Google is rolling out a, a new uh, algorithm update. All three core uh, web vital benchmarks are, are going to be met need to be met in order to qualify for this ranking signal boost, which is rolling out this month here. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but it'll talk about, you know, all the different things that um, um, are going to be considered in this particular algorithm. And again, I say don't chase the algorithm. Just do what's best for your clients, create good content, and then optimize it accordingly, right? you may or may not see a, a change into your traffic at all, even if you do nothing. So let, the, let them roll out their updates first. Look at the Google Search Console, Search Central on, on YouTube and learn more about the algorithm update. And uh, then sit down, talk to your SEO, talk to your tech guy, run your website through some free tests using the tools that we mentioned and that we're going to put in the show notes and then go from there. All right. So again, 
make sure that your SEO is part of your online lead generation strategy, but don't solely depend on that as a way to grow your business. All right. So this has been another episode of the Dadpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alex Oliveira, and I'm looking forward to talking to you next week when we discuss in this masterclass the topic of pay-per-click. So that would be the other side of Google, the money-making side of Google, paid ads, right? Whether it's the display or search ads. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I look forward to uh, for you guys to join me next week. All right. Have a great week. That's it for the Dadpreneur podcast with Alex Oliveira. Like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you have questions, email us at listener at dadpreneur.co. You may also visit dadpreneur.co for free resources.